0: Hey y'all, welcome to the Post Hype Podcast. A podcast about scripture, conversations, and resources for heart change in actions. My name's Jacora, and I'm here with my co-host, Jarrett, and we're really excited to kick off a sort of mini series that we're doing about feelings. Now don't turn mm. off the podcast yet. Don't turn Everybody it off loves yet. to talk about feelings. Oh, of course. It's everyone's favorite thing, emotions, you know. Um, And this is why I think when we are talking about things like injustice, we can talk about a lot of objective things, a lot of things like, Oh, well, this was wrong. This was right, blah, blah, blah. But oftentimes, within that what's lost in the back and forth about conversations around injustice, we don't get to the heart of of, of the people who are involved in whatever situation it is. And so we want these next a few episodes to really help us to really think about how our emotions inform how we move forward Mm -hmm. in conversations with injustice and how we navigate that as individuals and as a society Um, especially for christians who who believe that you know jesus is our ultimate hope and that that we we can place our trust and faith in him we want to give some ways um, and examples of how emotions do play a bigger part of, of these stories. And we're always going to go back to the Bible. So, mm-hmm. um, for always. To, yeah, exactly. So, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about grief. Um, and we're going to be looking at John 11, which is the story of Jesus and Lazarus. And so, we're not going to read the whole thing because it's like 40 different <laughs> verses. Um, but I definitely encourage you to read it on your own. Um, but Jared if you could give us like a little synopsis summary there will be spoilers so if you're really like wanting to let the story unfold read it for yourself yeah, and then like,
1: come back. I mean this is like definitely one of those kind of saga stories mm-hmm. in the Bible where so basically what you have you have this, this man named Lazarus who we're, we're, I see several times in the passage Jesus knows him Jesus mm-hmm. loves him um, both because he's God but also because there was friends. Uh, have Mary and Martha are involved in this if you're familiar with who they are in the Bible and so what happens is uh, Lazarus is sick, and, 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 they're, and Jesus is, is away doing, you know, Jesus' ministry kind of things mm-hmm. that he'd be doing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, Jesus, come come visit him. And Jesus is like, I got stuff I got to do. <laughs> Basically, Jesus has a, a heavenly prerogative that, yeah. that had to keep him where he was at. And so uh, then uh, what we see is that Lazarus dies. And they come to him, and they're like, Lazarus has died. And they're like, Jesus, what are you going to do? And then it takes this ridiculous detour once again where um, Jesus shows up, comes to the tomb, and, and there's all sorts of emotions here. Uh, you know, Martha, or I think it's Martha who's like, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of just grief and emotion that's just bubbling out. Um, and what's really cool, and unfortunately this verse just gets really taken out of context, what happens is that um, Jesus sees Lazarus and sees his death, which death is the wages of sin. And what we see is that Jesus looks at him and grieves and it's so taken advantage of to be like, ha-ha, shortest verse in the Bible. Mm-hmm. John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept. But, oh my gosh, the, just the, the weight of that. Mm. That Jesus grieved with them. That he looked at death. He looked at the wages of sin that is death. Mm. And he wept. And he grieved. Yeah. Because death isn't just a super, it's, it's, it's nothing to gloss over. Yeah. Death is real. Uh, and death is is permanent now in this story it's not gonna be permanent resurrection is going to happen this is going to give us a resurrection story of lazarus which is really going to be a foreshadowing of christ's resurrection Mm -hmm. and so in christ jesus our our, the good news is that we we grieve with hope of resurrection Mm -hmm. uh but but we still realize that death is final in this date and so um that's the emotions around it that's 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 all the things that are happening and i think uh, what we want to focus in on is unpacking that—that that very real. But if we're honest, we just avoid it. This feeling of of grief, mm-hmm. and there's so many different aspects of it. There's grief of loss. Uh, there's grief of, a, of loss of a friendship. There can be grief of a loss of a loved one who's passed. There can be grief of. Then I, I just think of grief when I watch the news. Like I'm just grieving yeah. the things that I see. There's grief at injustice and the things that are wrong. There's there's there should be. And I'll go on this a little bit. There should be a grief for people who do not know Jesus. Yeah. Because when death happens for those who don't know Jesus, we believe that they're eternally separated from Christ forever. Yeah. It's not just a temporary death or an earthly death, it's an eternal death. Yeah. And so we, we should grieve the lost. We should grieve those who don't know Christ. Because we know what's coming if they don't repent and, and come to Christ. And, and we, should, we still grieve those who are in Christ and he yeah. pass. But we grieve differently there because we grieve with a hope. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it doesn't make the grief go away, but it does help us to know that they're, they're with Christ for eternity. And mm-hmm. so lots of grief, Dracora, lots yeah. of grief.
0: There's a lot. There's so much packed into these 40-something-odd verses. Um, and I'm really glad, Jared, that you really kind of talked about, you know, verse 35 because really you're looking at, like, why did Jesus grieve? Like the Jews were like, oh, he just loved Lazarus so much. You see that in verse 36. He grieved because he just loved Lazarus and that, you know, and that's probably, could be true that Mm -hmm. some of those tears were, but that's very like surface level for for the creator of the universe, like very surface level.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But to think of sin as the ultimate injustice Mm -hmm. and the death that comes from the presence of sin If that is the ultimate injustice, for Jesus to grieve the reality of what happens or or what what has entered into the world because of sin, death, something that humans were not supposed to experience. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, when I look at injustice in this world, I look to this verse and I'm like, wow, God cares.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think
0: that's just so... I think that can be really impactful when we look at grief when, when talking about injustice and really talking about grief in a general sense.
1: Yeah. Um, it's and so, so good. God's not indifferent to the... He's not indifferent to our sin. He's not mm-hmm. indifferent to injustice. He yeah. really grieves it. Yeah. I think it breaks the heart of God when he sees these things happen because he knows that the wages of our injustices and sins is death yeah. apart from him. Yeah, that's good. So, and even if it's not just death apart from him, it's also just... Death in an earthly sense, like he knows that the wages of sin is is, is not just eternal death, but it's consequential to today. Yeah, the, the wages of injustices is going to be consequential to today, exactly. and so I think we we can see just the compassion of Christ and yeah. man.
0: Such a tenderness. I, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can characterize God as like, you know, the 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 parental figure, old man who's tapping his foot, just like man, y'all suck. Like y'all are just trash. Can't wait to wipe everything up. Like I, you see that the things that are, are grieving us, we grieve when someone passes away, we grieve when there is injustice happening towards someone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He also grieves, and I just, I just think that is something, if, if you hear nothing else, he grieves with us. And so um, we look at, like we talked about, there are probably some, many layers as to <laughs> the grieving situation, but one, you do have Lazarus's health, like his health is declining. And then he dies. Then you see that Jesus loved this family. He knew them. So mm-hmm. this is, there's, a, there's a, a level of familiarity that he has with them. Um, then you have the, the disciples. And um, you see in verse 8 and 16 that they're fearing persecution from the Jews because the Jews, it's like a capital J Jews. Um, so it's not just like Jewish people, but mm-hmm. like the ones who are like running the show in the Jewish community. Um, they're fearing persecution because jesus is shaking things up theologically and they're like bruh no we don't like you we want to get rid of you yeah um and then you see god's glory which is why this whole entire thing transpires Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so you notice that at the end jesus is saying this is for the glory of god this is why we're doing this you see that even in the beginning and so because of that, you would think that Jesus is not going to grieve because, well, he knows it's going to end up fine anyway. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to resurrect Lazarus. Like, he knows everything. He literally tells the disciples, yo, I'm going I'm to raise Lazarus from the dead. But he kind of has to die first before I do that. Mm-hmm. And he has to be, like, really, really dead so people don't think I just woke him up. Yeah. Like, he's going to have to die. But for God's glory, he will be resurrected. Because then he, he proclaims it. He says, I'm the resurrection and the life. Yeah. He shows a big truth about himself. And so you think that if you know the end goal, as Christians, we know the end goal. We know that Jesus gets victory. We know that Jesus is coming back. But yet and still, we still see Jesus in that moment. All these layers of things, we see him grieve. And I think that that is something that we have to be reminded of, that God getting the glory out of a situation, which he absolutely can do it, hmm He is the king of making lemonade out of lemons, okay? God getting the glory does not negate the reality of pain. Yeah. And if that's true, that means it's okay to grieve. It's okay to grieve when personally we have loved one to pass away. It's okay to grieve when we see um, governments committing atrocities to their people, whether directly or indirectly, through neglect. Like, you see this all over the world. There's so much to grieve sometimes, and Mm -hmm. it can get overwhelming. And it's kind of like, I'm just not going to even go down. No, Jesus goes there. Yeah. And we can go there too.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes we we can make grief seem like a bad thing. Mm. It's it's weak to grieve. Lack of faith. Yeah, lack of faith and trust in God. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jesus here models it. But I think I was thinking about just the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. You know, he said, Blessed are those who mourn. Not blessed are those who think they don't need to mourn, not blessed are those who don't think they need to grieve. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who grieve. Blessed so, yeah. are those who see that there is all sorts of sinful corruption all over the place in this broken world. Yeah. So blessed are those who grieve the brokenness of this world. Yeah. And that's what Jesus is doing, and that's what we also really actually should be doing and, and we do it not to evoke an emotion of grief yeah
0: it's not a performance it's situation not.
1: no it's when we see the things of god in his word then we see the things in this world and we're like oh no <laughs> yeah. we are off course mm. and we're broken and we are fallen as a culture as a society as individuals as groups that's when grief sets in yeah and and i think that we need to make sure we don't minimize it or, or cast it aside as a secondary emotion, but it's really a, a biblical emotion. Yeah. I mean, you look at the prophets. What were they always doing? Weeping. I cried a lot. Breathing. Wailing. Ashes and sackcloth kind of stuff. I would have been My a prophet. My man, you know? <laughs> I cried so
0: much. I probably would have
1: been. Yeah, I yeah. could see you being a crying prophet. Yeah, Jeremiah.
0: So so I'm I, more I, a you know, yelling prophet kind really. of that. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We see this in the scriptures. We see this really as, is, and if the prophets are communicating the word of God and the heart of God, mm-hmm. then it shows God's response to the brokenness. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really a, a grief. Um, and we don't, again, we still see the hope of Jesus Christ, yeah. but let's not minimize that and, and take aside grief. And so, what is we think that that hits what we talk about personally? I think socially, we need to give people the same kind of freedom and space and permission. Grieve. Yes. We need to allow people to be human beings. We need to allow people to be broken in their hearts on the things mm-hmm. that they see. We're not going to be grieved by the same kinds of things. We need to give people space to grieve. Really, and in, in giving them space to grieve, give them space to run to the Lord in their grief. That's
0: good. And run to the Lord with them. Yeah. Like, when I tell you... Before I get on that soapbox, because I have a soapbox about grief.
1: Can't wait. Man.
0: But... I think oftentimes we don't give people space to grieve because we don't give ourselves space to, to grieve. The people who are like, I can't believe y'all do blah, 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 are probably the ones who are also struggling with doing blah, blah, blah. Mm. Grief is a really good example of that. It's a good word. And so you can't skip the personal part to get to the social. It's going to be hard to give someone space to grieve and then to engage with them in their grief if you don't allow yourself to grieve as well so give people space to grieve and, and don't be afraid to engage and i think one of the most difficult things to communicate is your presence while also giving space when mm-hmm. people are grieving because you don't want to be like all in the girl like hey 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 yeah. you okay hey, hey be happy be happy be happy
1: yeah
0: yeah it's like okay for the, and
1: for the love for the love Do not tell them how to feel or what to do. Don't do it. Give them space. Let them grieve. If you want to learn how bad that goes, read the book of Job. (laughs) Do not be Job's friends. They were silent for seven days. They did really good, and then they started talking.
0: I wish they wouldn't. I
1: wish they wouldn't (laughs) talk. But we do all the time. And if you're gonna be being with someone, it can be powerful. Mm. And just let them be. Yeah. And and that might mean talking about it. That's helpful for them. It might mean giving them space and for the love. For the love of God. For the love of people. Really, though? Just, just let people grieve.
0: Yeah. I want to give you all kind of a little story time on, on how this has looked like for me, especially this past summer, as we've seen a lot of uh, social uh, and racial injustice happening um, in our country. Um, when Ahmaud Arbery and then when George Floyd, when they, these men were killed, um, I kind of received three levels of engagement with people. People who more or less knew that I was passionate about you know, multi-ethnic reconciliation and, and wanting to see people glorify God and unity. Um, that was something that people kind of knew. And so kind of got three levels of engagement after these situations. And after I posted um, a Facebook post, not calling anyone out, but thanking the people who, um, who were who were reaching out, but then also grieving it's like people that it's really hard mm-hmm. um, to be black and then to be a a black christian in america um and so three levels of engagement i got one was political like can we debate about some semantics about x y and z Mm,
1: that's so sad Uh,
0: yeah it was it was tough and then we got the social kind of engagement of how can i be a part of the solutions we're like okay we would love to see it and then i got personal
1: Mm. personal
0: engagement how are you And I think those are three different levels of engagement that we can recognize maybe in our own lives when it comes to grief when we're grieving that people come to us not in the same way. So this is this is my encouragement to you. Because I guarantee you, as the elections end, or begin to end, or as injustice continues to happen, people are going to be grieving. And I'm not telling you to agree with why they're grieving, but I am asking you to start with the personal engagement.
1: Mm, Ask them how they word. are. Yes.
0: This can be scary because we may not want to seem ignorant or tone deaf. Like I'm afraid to even say anything because, you know, I had some, some friends who were white and were like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but I'm gonna just, you know, say something and and, 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 <laughs> and it's like, bless your heart, I really appreciate you <laughs> reaching out to me and asking me how I'm doing. It meant the world that they were willing to be vulnerable and risk looking mm-hmm. stupid um, for, to, to reach out to me. Um, or maybe we don't want to forsake what we think we know about a situation. We're like, well, if I, if I, if I grieve with someone, if I you know, ask how they're doing, that I'm saying that this is automatically what the situation is. And so we get worried about that. Mm. So I think those are kind of some things that we kind of have to kind of set aside in order to really engage with
1: people yeah so and it's messy when you get personal, yeah I mean just it's so much easier to just stick on the the political surface, talk about it on Instagram, make a post or two good for you, yeah, uh, and it's really easy to stick on those political and social realms mm-hmm. but miss the person and the individual mm-hmm. and the heart and if there's anything that we're seeing in the story of Jesus is he doesn't want you to miss the person he doesn't mm. want you to miss the heart and how sad it is that we we skip personal and we jump all the way to political and make it a yeah. huge political debate when there's people that are hurting yeah it's the end of the day
0: can we just go back to talking about how jesus was so tender with mm-hmm. mary and martha mm-hmm. he he knew he was gonna raise lazarus up and he to be like shut up ladies <laughs> i'm about to raise this man up from the dead so y'all don't worry your pretty little hearts like no he's just like man i understand this sucks. Like, he didn't say that. That's the Jacor interpretation of that. But like, you see that he's engaging with them on a personal level. Yeah. And so.
1: Man, and how many like, Facebook fights would be cut off if we would go personal instead of social?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man. And even political.
1: Like, don't start politically, man.
0: Like, if you haven't asked them how they're doing, you can kind of get away with the social because it's like, how can I be, how can I help? That's some, some people's comfort zone is like, I can't, really engage emotionally because I'm not really good at it but I can ask how I can help and kind mm-hmm. of and yeah, some people that's, that's operate that way it's not, not bad. bad it's kind of neutral almost mm-hmm. but man that personal it's vulnerable it's life-giving it's edifying and I think that honestly if you want to give a crash course I'm gonna give you a list of of some phrases that are really helpful because the most vulnerable things you can say are often these three word sentences how are you I'm with you I'm so sorry. I love you. All of these phrases are communicating this ultimate kind of phrase of, I see you. Mm -hmm. And I think when people are wrestling with, how do I live in this crazy world, with all this crazy stuff that's happening personally, and then politically, and then socially, and medically, because we're right now in 2020 in a pandemic. Don't forget. (laughs) Don't forget the backdrop of this entire crazy show. To say, "I see you mm-hmm. in these ways" is going to be more impactful than, "Well, let me try to convince you, yeah. politically, that you're wrong about even grieving. Like, yeah, come on.
1: And for the love again, because I'm here for the love. Yes. for the love. Yes. <laughs> the most dramatic. <laughs> it's "I see you" that doesn't have anything to do with "I agree with you." get mm. over the agreements. that's yeah. not the issue that's not the that's personal that's a four phrase that's not the personal level. that's four yeah
0: it's, <laughs> it's a four word phrase wrong. not a three. Oh, that's why it's wrong because it's a four word yeah. phrase and not a three word so it doesn't three fit fra- three no, words kidding. is the
1: trinity obviously <laughs> we need to say hey I see you yeah. and, and, and when it's on the personal that you can say that I see you when you go political it's no, I don't even see you I just don't agree with you mm. and that's where you start picking fights and beefing and fighting and commenting and if we get to, hey, I see you, and, and I see you, and I love you, and it don't matter if I agree with you or not, because you are a human being made in the image of God. Yeah. I don't care if I agree with you or not. That's not the issue on the personal level. Yeah. The issue is, I see you, and I see you hurting, and I see you walking through that. I'm going to grieve with you.
0: That's good. That's so good. And Worry people... about the agreeing
1: stuff later. In exactly. Fact, and again, you're never going to with people anyways. So don't make that the basis of like, mm-hmm. your response to people's grief.
0: Man, I was literally just thinking about this in my own life where I will settle for being right mm. rather than being loved or being loving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we often do because yeah. being right there's like it's black and white. It's it's concrete. Like, man, it's not going to be life-giving. It's mm-hmm. not it's not going to get you where you think you need to go. Yeah. So, I when I tell you the amount of the messages that I got from people Talk about like not agreeing with people. I had a former classmate of another faith who saw what was going on and messaged me. And I didn't agree with his theology, but I saw his love for me and that was so powerful. He didn't argue about our differences in faith. He just for a moment, over text message, but still for a moment, he just sat with me. Mm. And that was one of the most powerful things that I had happen in this summer. And so as we move forward, as we, as we conclude this episode, um, we want to give you some some questions, of course, but we always want to give some resources. Um, Lamentations, the book mm. of the Bible, literally about crying and be like, this sucks. Yep. Like, so if you want to read that, but then there's a hope at the end of it too. And so um, I think that's a really good thing to read even now as we're grieving the way we saw life as we're grieving people we've lost do, through this, this pandemic. Um, and then the book of Job. We've kind of mentioned that too. That's a long book, but I think if you're suffering, it's worth it. where mm-hmm. it we're all suffering <laughs> in some ways. And so read the book of Job. See him wrestle with the reality of his life and the things that he's like, I did all the right things. Why am I here? And so um, with that, we have a couple more resources. One is actually an Instagram page called Black Liturgies. Now, it's not just for black people, um, but is, is um
1: White, none, white but, people welcome, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, by an African-American person. I think she's a woman, an African-American woman, um, who is wanting to glorify God um, and also give space for people to navigate their emotions as we navigate injustice in this world. And when I tell you, I've posted some of these things on my story. And the people who are are responding to me are actually white people. They're like, this is so good. I'm like, I know, right? So this is not just a, for black people, but I think it's a really great way to try to have a place to navigate emotions, even on a smaller scale uh, on Instagram. Yeah. And then finally, we have Philip Yancey's book called Disappointment with God. And Jerry, if you could tell us a little bit about
1: that book. Yeah, I read this book back when I was in college. Great book. Um, and, and really i think one of the underlying things that happens in grief and injustices and all those things is that we're really disappointed with god Mm -hmm. if we're and mary and martha we actually see it they're disappointed with jesus because he wasn't there and and so if we're honest in our hearts as we grieve we're like but lord why weren't you there or lord why didn't you stop this because in our theology we've got god is all power god all knowing he could have all he could have prevented all of it but he Mm -hmm. allows it and so there's a disappointment in our heart to like, but God, why did you let this injustice happen? Why did you let this person die? Why did you X, Y, Z, and so this book on disappointment with God, I think takes the emotion of grief and mm-hmm. puts it into a in a good way, hey, there maybe there's actually a disappointment with God that you could process at the same time, which is you process that disappointment with God, you're actually processing your grief and God's able to really redeem that situation. So I think it'd be a great book. Um for everybody, but especially as we are navigating just, just a lot of a lot of grief and a lot of things, and so again, give people space, give people freedom, and permission to grieve and to weep and to mm-hmm. mourn. Um, and as we do that, I think we'll find that we're just gonna, just when we hit that personal level, and the Lord can then use all of this to maybe even draw us closer together as we grieve yeah. with one another in a really powerful way. So, Jacorla, give them some questions to consider in reflection yeah. of this. Yeah,
0: man, this was such a good episode. Can I just say, like, I just, I thank God. Um, let me get real personal again real quick. The month of November, besides the elections, is, that's one thing to grieve probably, um, but the month of November is always a really tough month for me as far as grieving is concerned. And, and so I just, I, I don't want to miss the timing of God and, and how we're recording this right before the, the political world is about to blow up. And then just, just personally, just how that, how that happens, and so, um, just another reminder that God is with us. And so, Mm -hmm. if you just needed another practical or experiential, anecdotal reminder that God is with us, um, we actually want to hear from you. If this has blessed you, if the timing is like uncanny, we want to hear from you. Like, review not because of like just because oh we want you to review, but we want to hear how this podcast is impacting your life. And if it's just us, if it's just impacting me and Jair's life, that's fine. Like yeah. We're here for it. Yeah, exactly. So if it's, if it's just for us, then – but we want to hear how this is impacting y'all. So you can reach out to us on there, on, on Facebook, on Instagram, um, Post Hype Podcast. You can also submit questions um, to posthype at gmail.com. So with that, our final question of this episode. Who are some friends or family members even who are grieving right now because of something going on in the world? or maybe just something going on in their world. We encourage you to pray for them, reach out to them, um, and maybe choose one or more of the simple phrases that we talked about earlier. How are you? I'm with you. I'm so sorry. I see you. I love you. And with that, until next time, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Post Hype Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, Feel free to send us an email at posthypepodcast at gmail dot com.